Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode. And I have a topic I want to dive into, and that is five back training tips for muscle growth. I think this will be a really good episode for people if they want to take their back training to the next level. But first, before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, if you're sick of just focusing on weight loss and instead want a body recomp, then my one-on-one online coaching program is for you. I help you lose body fat and build muscle with my body recomp training, nutrition, and lifestyle methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs. There's also at least one to two bottlenecks outside of the training and nutrition protocol that I find out that are keeping you from seeing the results that you want to see. Again, I have five po- five pillars of a body recomp, and two of them are lifestyle and mindset. And I find that these two usually are holding people back more than they think. And so we dive into those and figure out if that is a limiting factor for you. If you're interested in that, you can reach out to me on Instagram and we can chat about it in more detail or the link for the application is in the show notes. And if you aren't interested in full coaching, I do one-on-one consultations where we troubleshoot any issues you have and or map out a game plan for the next couple of months. Again, that is also in the show notes as well too. If you want to learn more about a body recomp, I have my 75-minute masterclass on body recomp, what it is, how to do it, and you can find the link to that in the show notes as well. And I have next is Instagram. If you follow me on there, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore. And that's where I'm most active on social media. So if you want to see more content and or reach out to me with any questions, you can find me there. And then lastly, if you found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a rating and review and that will help more people find this podcast. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So like I said, initially, I want to talk about back training. I think the back is a interesting muscle group to, these are going to be some tips to take your back training to the next level. And honestly, these are also going to be tips that really can get you started with back training as well too. I think for many people, the back is underdeveloped compared to other muscle groups. We'll take this from a bodybuilding standpoint. I feel like a lot of people, the feedback they get is, hey, you need a bigger back, you need a wider back, you need a thicker back. But also if you just take people from everyday life, it's easy to just work your your the, the muscles in the front of your body and to neglect your back. But I really do feel like a nice looking back can really set your look apart from most people who lift. And this is going to take you to the next level of um, just your overall look, right? Uh, obviously, having a strong, more muscular back is going to be helpful from, you know, with posture. It's going to be helpful uh, with just overall strength, lifting things right. I think a lot of people that have shoulder issues, they tend to maybe train too much on the, the front side of their body, not enough on the back. But also, I think it's going to give you this sort of a, a um, waistline as well, too, if you can build up your back. It is super important. It's just that the back's tough to train. I and mean, I think people make a lot of mistakes with their back training. And so in this today, what I want to do is I want to go over five training tips to help you build more muscle in your back. All right. So let's uh, dive into it. So the first is spend a little more time in the lengthened position. So I've been talking a lot about the lengthened position lately. And so what is that, right? And, and why is it important? So new research suggests that focusing on the lengthened portion of the range of motion can potentially enhance muscle growth. So let's take this. There's the lengthened position and the shortened position. Lengthen less. The bicep's an easy one to do this. Lengthens when you're, if you're holding the weight, it's at the bottom. And think about your bicep being stretched, right? That shortened position is when you come up and your muscles are shorter. And that's when you're like flexing, right? So from a back standpoint, it's the opposite. The length of position is going to be when, let's take a pull down. You're pulling up from up top. If you can, if you can see me on camera, you would see this. But if you're listening, think about you're doing a pull down. You're at the top. You got your arms straight up. If you feel your lats, they're stretched, right? Same thing with the muscles in your back. And then as you come down, 
they start to shorten and tighten and that's a shortened position, right? That's how you do it in a pull down. Now with a pull up, it's the opposite, right? At the bottom, they're lengthened. At the top, it's shortened, right? Again, because it's contracted, your, the muscles are shortened. Rows, when you're rowing, when you're at the bottom of a row, you're, you've got the dumbbells as far away from you as possible. That's going to be the stretch position, the lengthened position. Then you bring them up, you bring them up to your chest, then your back's going to be in more of a shortened position, right? And so we'll, we'll come back to this in, in a little bit as to why that's important. But so we know that focusing on that lengthened position and research lately has been shown to be a little bit more slightly superior for muscle growth, right? And it can be a way to enhance if you spend a little bit more time there with it. However, a lot of this research has been done, I believe in the, the, the calves, the quads, a little bit, I think a little bit in the glutes, but I know for sure that it hasn't been in the back and the delts, right? So there's no direct research on the back right now specifically. However, the back muscles may respond favorably to lengthen work as the most challenging part of the range of motion and back training is typically the shortened position. Okay. So what's the hardest? Like if you're doing a pull up, what's the hardest? Like when you come to the top, right? That's the shortened position. Again, we can talk about this here in a second, but you're, we're probably leaving a little bit on the table if we're doing that. So again, if you've been training with a full range of motion, there may, there may be some untapped potential in that lengthened position for back training specifically. Okay. You take rows again. What's that hardest part? Pulling it up to your belly. So if it's like you, you stop a set because you can't get a full range of motion because you can't pull it up all the way, so you might be maxed out there, but you could probably get a little bit more in that lengthened position. Okay, so you might have a little bit of untapped potential there if you've been somebody that's really focused on full range of motion for training. So you can implement partial reps and add a bit more weight, such as pulling down to the nose mouth area or rowing halfway up, and this can target the lengthened position and potentially stimulate additional muscle growth. Right. So a way we can work around this is. If we're starting to get tired, we can't pull all the way down. Now let's just pull down to maybe our nose line versus all the way down, right? You're going to, you're going to be able to do more reps, but you're also going to be spending more time in that lengthened position. So this is a potential way that we can use this in training. If you're finding that maybe you, you're stopping sets because you can't pull all the way up, right? I know I used to be there. I used to stop sets short because it's like, I can't pull all the way up. I can't get that full range of motion. So this set's complete, right? Whereas I still probably had a good amount in lengthened position. You can do partials in that lengthened position. And that can be a way to do it, not pulling all the way down. Sometimes you do have to add weight in these because you're not pulling all the way up. And that is the, the resistance is a little bit easier there in, in that position. So that's one way to take your back training to the next level. See if you're doing that and, and make sure you implement that. Next, make sure you do a combo of rows and pull downs or, or pull ups, right? You want to include some vertical pulling, which is going to be anything from overhead. But you also want to make sure you have some horizontal, which is would be considered your bent over rows. So this means we want to do a combo of rolls and pull downs for overall back development, right? Look at your training, see how it's split up. Maybe you have periods of time where you do one or more or the other. But for example, maybe if you train at home, this is where I could see the biggest, this would be the toughest part is if you're training at home, right? Because it is hard to do vertical pulling at home. So this is where maybe you can get some sort of cable machine or you could potentially go to the gym one day a week to make sure you hit this kind of overhead vertical um, pulling. So just make sure you do a, a combo of rolls and rows and pull downs. And just look at your training. I think a good starting place is a 50-50 split. And then obviously, if you have a weakness somewhere, or maybe you want to have a phase where you prioritize one or the other, you split it up. But I wouldn't go more than like 75-25% um, of, of either one, right? We want to make sure that we're getting a combination of both rows and pull downs in our back training. Uh, number three, elbow placement matters. To make it simple, we can divide back training into lat focus and upper back focus. I like to do this. I like to make it simple. I don't want to overthink this uh, too much. So we know we need to do so first, we need to spend a little bit more time in that lengthened position. Next, we need to make sure we do a combo of rolls and rows and pull downs. I don't know why I keep saying rolls, rows and pull downs. 
From there, now we can uh, manipulate this to where our elbow position is, okay? So we have upper back focus. Think like your rear delts, your rhomboids, some of your traps, all those muscles in your back. And then we have lat focus, right? So we're specifically talking about our lats. So generally speaking, elbows flared out slightly. It's going to be more upper back, okay? So now we can break this down even more. It's like we have this combination of rows and pull downs. And then from there, within that, we can start to break it down into, okay, hey, I want to probably have an even split of elbows flared out. That's going to be slightly flared out. And that's going to be more upper back and then elbows tucked in and then not letting them come past your body is going to be more lat focused, right? So let's take a lat pull down. If we're, if we, our arms are out, that's going to be more upper back focus. If we do like a neutral grip, that's about shoulder width. We can make that more lat focus, right? And then we're thinking about driving down into our hips. And then if we're doing a row for lat focus, again, we're keeping our elbows maybe in a, or we're keeping our hands in a neutral position. We have our elbows tucked in a little bit more and then we're, we're pulling closer to our hips, but we're also not letting our elbows come past our body, right? That's how we can make it more lat focus. Now, to make it more upper back focus, we have those elbows flared out a little bit more. So same thing applies for rows as they do for pull downs. So like I said, we have back training split up into rows, pull downs. And then within that, we have it split up into upper back and lat focus. Now, Again, here with this, what you can do with this information is if you have one area that's maybe a little bit weaker, or you want to focus on a little bit more, maybe you bias that, right? So, okay, I want to work on lats a little bit more. Maybe you bias a little bit more towards your lats. If you want to focus more on your upper back, again, maybe you bias a little bit more towards upper back. I still think a 50-50 split's a way to go and then adjust that over time there. So remember, elbow placement matters. Next, we want to implement progressive overload and we want to push it close to failure from time to time. If you want to build your back, you need to implement progressive overload. This is across the board for every muscle group, but again, back, same thing, right? We don't want to just maybe train a certain muscle groups hard. And then all of a sudden with back, it's just, okay, I'm going to do this exercise, that exercise, and I'm just going to feel it in my back, right? No, we want to make sure that we're getting stronger over time in our back muscles. You can do this by adding more weight, right? So these are some ways to progressively overload, adding more weight, adding more reps, improving technique. And, and you don't have to do this every time you train, but over time you want to improve, right? So ideally we would see if you're working in the eight to 12 rep range, hey, six months ago, maybe you were doing 55 pounds for whatever exercise, whatever it may be. Now you're doing 65, 60, 65, right? So you don't have to progress every single time you train, but over time we want to make sure that things are trending up over time. It's probably going to be this wave-like fashion where it's like it goes up and then it slightly comes down, but then it's still trending up over time. And again, you're not going to add weight or reps or improve your technique every single time you go in. That's not feasible, but over time, we want to make sure we see that. Next, we want to make sure most of our back training is zero to zero, zero to two reps away from failure. Make sure you push it from time to time. And this is where implementing these lengthened, spending more time in a lengthened position can, can really be beneficial for back training because a lot of people probably had a lot more reps in the tank from a lengthened position standpoint, which means that the, the intensity of the back training probably wasn't there for a, a lot of people. And, and the, the key here is taking the target muscles close to failure. We're not, we don't want to be systemically fatigued where in, in cardiovascular fatigue, where we're breathing heavy. And that's why we end a set, right? We want it to be like, man, my muscles are feeling it. It's going to be hard to get another rep here with this, right? We want to be close to that. If you get done with the set most of the time and it's, Hey, I could do five more reps at least. You might be building a little bit of muscle, but it's probably going to be a lot slower uh, than you want. So, you know, make sure you're implementing progressive overload. This is going to require tracking and over time pushing it. And then make sure that within that, you're also taking that target muscle close to failure regularly. Maybe not every single time you train, but more times than not, we're not leaving more than four or five reps in the tank for your back training. And then lastly, my next uh, tip here is 
use something like VersaGrips. With most pulling movements, grip or forearms end up being the limiting factor. This is a big thing, a big change in my training that I had for my back a while ago was like my forearms would like, it was like my back was never the limiting factor. It was the grip with my forearms. And so what happens here is you're not taking the back muscles as close to failure as you need to build more muscle. We just talked about the importance of that. So again, it's like you might be doing pull downs and your forearms are the reason you have to stop the set, not your back. Like now you're, okay, maybe your forearms are going to grow a little bit from that, but your back isn't going to. And that's just, this is why I think a lot of people have a lot to be desired uh, in terms of their back and, and what that looks like. And so Versa Grips specifically, really any grips can help, but I really love Versa Grips. I can back these up. I think they're fantastic. They can really help take that out so you can focus more on your back. And I have also found that it's awesome for like tendonitis. If you're somebody that tends to get some tendonitis, Versa Grips can be super helpful here to take some of that stress off, strain and stress off of your forearms. So make sure you get some sort of grip so that way you can focus more on back versus forearms and, and whatnot. And so I wanted to and leave you with just what a typical training cycle looks like for clients for back training. We're going to do about eight to 20 sets per week. So this is going to split between upper back and lats, whatever you want to focus more on, put a bit more sets towards that. So eight to 20 sets of upper back and lat focus, right? This isn't just like lats, it's both. I think most people could probably start on the lower end of this, work on quality, and then slowly add, add volume on an as-needed basis. So about eight to 20 sets per week. And then we want to train, I'd like to have clients train back about one to three times per week because we're working like lats and upper back. We can split this up to where you can do it up to three times a week or even four. Four is probably a bit much, but you can definitely bump this up to three. Two is like my baseline there. I think two is a good, a good starting point. You can buy us like lats on one day. You can buy us upper back on the other day. But I think two times is perfect. And then we want to split this up into about two to six exercises. I give this number because we don't want to have too many exercises at one time, right? I think that leads to now anytime you try, there's no, there's never going to be any variety. Too much variety at one time is going to lead to not not enough variety over time, right? And so I like to have two to six that you're working on. I think any more than that, and you probably need to do less and just focus on those exercises versus just doing a ton of different exercises. So about two to six exercises. And yeah, and then again, progressive overload and training at close to failure, and you're going to be good to go there. So those are my back training trip tips. Hopefully this was helpful. If you guys have any questions on this topic, let me know and I will chat with you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.